What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode, episode two of Hearts and Arts Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Gerard Arienda, and I am your host, and I have another special guest with me, a very good friend of mine and a fellow UCR TFDP alum, Maya Maddox. Maya, welcome to HIA. My second guest in this show. Nice. How do you feel being in my podcast slash talk show? I am so happy to be here. I'm so excited. You don't even understand. I just love conversating about theater and I always bring it up everywhere in my life. So I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> don't we all? We're artists. <laughs> all righty. Well, Maya, um, I'm going to pass this speaker stick to you and uh, I'm going to allow you to uh, introduce yourself and say a few things about yourself to our audience. Cool. Hello, my name is Maya Maddox. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I just graduated from UCR, Theater Film and Digital Production with Gerard here. I am a actor, director, wannabe writer, and um, I love the theater, but film is pulling me as well. And Maya is an amazing film filmmaker, if I may add, too. I've seen her work before, and... Uh, I will get into it to it because I really want to, and I am extremely excited about it. I mean, uh, her casting, her storytelling, and the uh, the immersion of the camera work—it is so amazing. And yeah, so Maya's Maya's a very good friend of mine who also, like my good friend Ty, who I had on the previous episode, was part of Golden Mean Players, which is an on on uh, online on campus theater group at UCR and I was um, and I still am and forever will be a proud member of that club and so is Maya. I had so many great memories in there with Maya and the rest of our GMP fam and uh, yeah she was also one of the first friends that I made too. Maya how would you like describe our time during like that phase in our life the GMP college theater and all that? It was honestly a breath of fresh air because my first two years at Riverside, I couldn't find a theater club. I, I went to Rush Week, I think like the first week there, and I walked around very silently, just like, you know, digging at every table and nothing was theater. I don't remember saying anything because I definitely would have tried to join it. And then um, I think it was like our winter quarter second year Myra our good sis Myra she um brought it up to myself because I met her in orientation um that she wanted to pick up this theater club again and she knew I like theater and Gerard you were one of our first like members to come to the meeting first person like ever I think if I remember to come to the meeting you're like a true OG dude and like you came to every meeting you could. So it was just a really good vibe all the time to see a, at least one familiar face. And then as the club grew, we still saw you there. So it was just so, it was good to still have that, you know, original like tie to the first ever, like the struggle of getting the club up, you know, it was great. Even on mine, you were there. It was, it was a good vibe all the time. Yeah, and I was there by choice, too. I wanted to be there for you guys, like, because you guys gave me the good vibes. You guys gave me the family vibes, and it was just very amazing. Like, shout out to everybody who's watching this when I was uh, during our online time because of uh, environmental conditions. Um, yeah, that's how I met you guys, too, online. But 
But when we started getting in person, that's when our bond started to get stronger. Like I literally felt the family bond the minute I stepped into Studio 411 and the the atmosphere was just everything like oh my goodness like you could definitely feel the family vibe in there it was so amazing yeah it honestly threw me back to like high school uh theater clubs and we and I thought I would never be able to feel that again after graduating high school so so glad I still had it you know coming into college all the way to graduation same like my senior year of high school, like I, I can relate to that very much. I walked into my high school theater and instantly I was like, wow, I can get used to this. Like every other thing that I was involved in on campus did not give me that instant feeling like theater did. And like I instantly felt like I was at home. And when yeah. I graduated high school, went to community college for a couple of years, uh, didn't get that same feeling. And I thought, wow, that probably was a one time thing. But transferred over to UCR, went into 411, and I felt that exact same feeling. And I was like, okay, something is definitely going to happen here. Something good, something satisfying. And, it's, and I was right, too, because unlike my community college time, my time at UCR and GMP was, uh, I, again, a family a family vibe, like the atmosphere again. And also not to mention, I had so much uh, fun when you hosted choreography night during welcome week. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. What, what was that? What was that we were dancing to? Uh, Dancing Queen by ABBA? Yeah. The Mamma yeah. Mia version. Yes. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, Marva and I choreographed that. The, I think it was the, a couple nights before or the night before. But every time I have to choreograph something, I always go to Myra because I just, I know she's a dancer as well. And I know she uh, choreographed stuff in the past. And I'm not a choreographer, but I like to dance. I respect it a lot. And ever since my injury, I couldn't dance, but mm. I danced a little bit here and there. And it warms my heart that I was able to do that for GMP. Oh, it was so much fun. Dancing Queen. Yep. Yeah. Dancing Queen. I can still remember it vividly too. Like the song just starts playing in my head everywhere. And uh, yes, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I still remember <laughs> some of the dance moves a little bit by heart, too, not just by brain, by heart. And it's Ooh, I killed it. I know, right? Like, uh, just re watching the videos and like reliving the memories, yeah. it feels so real. Like, that's how much I miss it, that's how much I loved it. I really want to relive that again, but. Who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll get the whole gang back together. We'll relive that memory and all of that. Right. <laughs> and uh, speaking of memories, um, I went over this with uh, with my friend Ty, our friend Ty, in episode one. And it's that artists, um, for them, it all starts with a spark. Again, I found my spark when uh, during my time at high school theater. Where did you find your spark, Maya? that's a good question I think it was um so in middle school there was a I tell this story a lot there was a uh San Francisco Shakespeare Festival I am from the Bay Area uh East Bay uh specifically 
and the San Francisco Shakespeare Festival, which is held in, in San Francisco, would come to middle schools and they would put on a program for like a whole like quarter. We wouldn't have quarters, but like for a few months. And so they would come to the middle school, hold auditions for a Shakespeare play, and we would perform it. And um, I didn't want to do it. My older sister, who's a couple years older, she was in eighth grade, I was in sixth grade. She wanted to do it. And so my parents was like, hey, Maya, you do it as well, just so we could pick you guys up at the same time instead of picking you up. And then like two hours later, having to pick her up. So I was like, okay, fine. Okay. And um, so I ended up doing it. And I was super shy. I wasn't talking to anybody. I had like two friends, and <laughs> which isn't bad. Small circles aren't bad. But, you know, it, it was very hard for me to open up and show any emotions that I had about anything, any passions, anything. Um. So then we went through, we did like workshops of studying Shakespeare's words. And, you know, I was like, who's this old man that uh, writes these weird plays? But the work, but then as I kept going and kept learning the play, I think it was the Scottish play that I did first. Or was it Romeo and Juliet? I think I can't remember. But um, I was like, these are so, so beautiful. So their words are so beautiful. You know, like I was taken aback when I would find out what those words actually meant underneath all of the heavy and like uh, dense language. It was beautiful, beautiful translations. And so um, that kind of like shook me at first, but I didn't know how to act yet. But I was very taken aback by words. I just didn't know how to put them into play, I guess. Um, and then I ended up doing the, the program for two more years until my eighth grade. And then eighth, in eighth grade, I did Romeo and Juliet for the second time. And I did it with my best friend. And um, we just had so much fun putting that together. She was Juliet and I was the nurse. And in that play, the nurse is super close to Juliet. You know, like that's like her second mom almost, you know, like. Um, so it was just so it, we bonded the most there. We had the most fun. She forgot her lines and we were both on stage. We had to just compose ourselves, you know. It was a good time because it's like it it really exemplified the meaning of live theater and how like exhilarating it can be and the adrenaline of it pumping through your veins. And just uh that that's I love that feeling of that rush and the nerves like, like building in my body, but the nerves like pile and get thrown out with my voice and the lines that I say. And um, I just remembered loving that feeling. So then I ended up for high school, when I went to high school, I applied for a performing arts academy. And it was, it was like a raffle to get in. So I ended up getting into that. That was super cool. So yeah, my spark would have had to be that Shakespeare program. And I didn't really realize it until probably after high school and I decided to major in it to, to go to college but yeah Shakespeare man I tell everyone that Shakespeare, I owe Shakespeare a lot because yeah he his words really pulled me out of my shell like I, I can say for a lot of theater kids out there um, it's safe to say that it, it all started with Shakespeare in some way shape or form like yeah um, when I said I found my spark when I when I uh, started in high school, I lied. I actually started when I was eight years old. But I say I started when I was in high school because um, to repeat myself from episode one, that's when I started taking theater more seriously, like more than just a hobby. And uh, to relate to your story um, with uh, Shakespeare and all, 
when you said you had that rush of good feeling when you were uh, performing Romeo and Juliet, I had that exact same feeling when I was uh, performing Midsummer Night's Dream, which uh, I got my concussion in. Um, I'll get to that later. I didn't I didn't get uh, to share it in episode one. But yeah, uh, that's also a sign too. Like usually when someone steps on stage for the first time in their life, they usually get stage fright. But I mean, um, I, I mean, even theater kids do like even actors get stage fright on their first time uh, stepping on camera or on stage for the first time as well. But it's rare that they continue to do it despite that experience. And that's a sign, too, because like performing on stage, I'm sure you can agree with me when I say this. You feel like you're flying, like you're you're having this this pixie dust moment, like. Yeah. Peter Pan says it best. Yeah. Faith, trust, and pixie dust. Give yourself those three things, and it feels like whatever it is that you're doing, in our case, theater, performing, um, acting, and all that, it feels like just outworldly, and you want more of it. Like You, you want more of that feeling, because yeah. it's passion. Passion is everything. I agree so much, Gerard. I always tell people, it's so funny that you bring up the word passion because I, every time someone is like stuck in life or just like, I don't know what to do. or just like, I don't know what to do next. Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm just saying, whatever you love to do, just make sure you continue to do that and you'll be fine. Whatever you do in your life, just make sure your passion is still there and present and you'll be happy because that's what, that that's going to keep you grounded and that's going to keep you, level-minded insane around the, in the to live in this world you know um so just that's why I just I'm always like whatever I do in life people ask, people ask you you know probably uh all of our us graduates what are you doing after uh graduation what now I'm just like you know what I don't know I just know for sure my passion is going to be in there some way somehow some shape some form because it's the most important thing whatever your passion and you can't let it go or you're gonna be miserable so yeah i'm so glad that yeah that's us right there fresh out of college we we just graduated we've got our degrees um now the question is what's next uh we don't know specifically but we do know one thing for sure it's definitely in the arts field because as you said passion uh you gotta have that otherwise it's it's not going to be as healthy for you physically mentally emotionally even spiritually like you need yeah. your passion you need to do you need to like take advantage of that too um yeah that's one of the things i learned during my time at ucr too um not many people have the same abilities as you do in fact your abilities especially artistic ones are extremely rare and if you're blessed to have them with you take advantage of those because again not many people have those abilities and if you're lucky enough to have it again take advantage of it use your passion use your spark that's where that's gonna lead you down your your happy life your happiness yes yes i agree 100 percent. right in the fields so uh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, Maya, I'm gonna get to your get to your works, your uh, your two films. Um, 
One of them I actually had the pleasure of seeing during our, what was it called? The culmination ceremony, the one before we graduated? Yeah, the, the culmination ceremony. What, can you uh, tell us a bit more about that? And feel free to shout your casts out. I'm sure they deserve their appreciation as well. Yes. Oh, gosh. So story time. Um, story time. So, uh, so that's uh, kind of a long story, but I'll try to try to be quick. So the verdict, this is called the verdict. This is my second film I've made. Um, it was for a class project, uh, TFDP 150. It's a directing class. And she gave us our final to direct anything we would like. It could be a stage scene. It could be a film. It could be anything. So uh, I already had, I have a, like a pay, a doc, Google doc of like prompts that I, of either of place that I would like to write, but never got to. So I just skimmed through it and I found this prompt about writing something about the majority. Um, so I wanted to write a homeless man being accused of something he didn't do. And that's where the verdict came about. Now um, that was supposed to be a play. And so I ended up, gathering all my people which is Dania Dean, Jackson Enzer, Xavier Contreras, Karen on um I've, Christine Chen oh Christine Chen she was helped as my assistant director she did an amazing job she helped me so much um so I emailed all of them and I was like hey guys I'm doing a project I would love for you guys to be a part of it um because they were in my class the quarter before so I just reached out to them as well because um, I actually saw them be in it and stuff. So I was like, I think you guys can do it. I think you guys would be amazing. So I reached out to them and I, the first two people who responded was Xavier and Dania. So then I was like, hey, I wanted to do a stage version, but I also want to do a film version. Can you guys help me with the film version? So Xavier had a camera and we went, we planned a day to go on campus and we went on campus and we did it in like two days. Each shooting day was about four hours. Um, it was really fun, actually. I want to sneak peek. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a blooper reel. And I'm going to surprise everyone. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> but it's wait for all it. bloopers. It's going to be so fun because it's, the, I was, it was so, so much laughter and stuff, um, but it was really cool. The editing process, very hard, very hard, very hard. Editing is difficult. Not my strong suit, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should like focus on editing so I can get better at it because it's a weakness of mine, or I can just ask somebody who's better and ask them to help me. Uh, So that's like in my back of my mind. But yeah, so then the culmination came about and I was like, am I? as well do the same thing but then I decided to do like a little hybrid so I brought my stage play to it and then I also had the film and I tried to fit it in five minutes and I kind of struggled but came up to like seven minutes which is okay um but it came out pretty good you know I was really proud of it I was uh, I was happy that all the people that I asked really collaborated and put their time and effort into it and it was it was really hard to felt to see people trust me with their art and their artistry and their passion and their talents. It was something that really shook me, but I couldn't think of that as a process went along because it would have slowed down the process. So during the process, I was really like, ooh, like really director. Like, and I tried to forget about how much I love all these people who really um, 
decided to support me and trust me with their, with my vision, you know. So yeah, it was really cool. The culmination went pretty well. It was um, a good time. I saw mistakes that I made, stuff I can fix in the future. I um, actually, like, I wasn't going to post it at all. I haven't posted it yet, and I wasn't going to at first because I saw how many mistakes I made and just, like, I, I, I did not like the project. I just, you know, I was beating myself up as people do as artists. And, um, but I, I am going to post it just so when I make other stuff, I'll be able to look back and look at the progress I've made. And I think that's the most important for artists to notice um, the growth in their talents and their passion. So uh, I'm going to post it one day. I just don't know yet. Probably the same time I finish the bloopers. But yeah, um, it was just my second film. It's I love the process. It's just, I know it's a weakness of mine. I know I'm a newbie. So nobody um, come for me, please. <laughs> Say like, you know, oh yeah, this sucks. Not like that, but you know, I, I understand. Right now it's based on, I'm doing filmmaking because I enjoy it. And the, and the stories I want to tell is before all the talents I have or skills I have behind my belt. I'm just trying to tell a story first. And that story was all about um, the majority being favored over a person with riches compared to someone who doesn't, someone who's poor. And how just because you're poor, you're a criminal, you know? I wanted to really like focus on that because my family is not the most rich people. And um, uh, I know that we've been looked down upon just because we don't have so much money, you know? And that just sucks. And, and I know people have it way worse who truly just um, not treated equally just because they went through a rough patch in life and couldn't really do anything about it. So I really want to tell that story regardless of how much film making skills I have. So yeah, that story did mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really fun though. I'm glad it was seen by a lot or by my people. There's mostly you guys there, which made my heart warm too. People I know, people I cherish behind the stage and even in the audience. So it was a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it's definitely satisfying to uh, to perform your art, but to showcase your art, and especially to the people who supported you and who mean a lot to you, that's a whole nother satisfaction right there. And yeah. also what you're doing with the the verdict um getting all of these uh social well uh, social views and problems um and using art to address how much of a problem it is i like that that not only are you chasing your passion but you're also using it for a good cause that's um that's another uh powerful way art can be used Art is more powerful than most people think. It can actually be used as a weapon for good, for social change, for a better tomorrow. And I'm glad that you're you're on. Uh, we like as artists, we're on the front of doing that as well, peacefully too, if I may add. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the you know art is a form of entertainment, and people will sit there as an audience and watch it 
and they'll be entertained, they'll enjoy it, they'll feel something, whatever it is, whether it's anger, uh, um, sadness, happiness, joyfulness, they feel something. And I think that's the most important thing because emotions change per- perspective. And I think that's the most important thing in the world is to change people's perspective and how they view the world. So a change in perspective can lead to a change in the world in some form or way. So it it's so important. That's like, that's kind of why, if you look at my other film and like even a play I've written a long time ago, they're never really happy. And it's it's kind of, my parents were kind of concerned, but I'm like, this is the way I want to pull emotions out of people. And I think it, it works the most because uh, the emotions that they feel make them think about how they live or how they think. And then they're like, maybe we should think this way, or maybe we should look at something this way. And just that small little change in their lives can make a huge difference in the future about how others walk in the world and how others think stuff. So, yeah, that's why I'm kind of, my work is dramatized a lot, (laughs) but it's just because people feel more, yeah. Yeah, and and remember, Shakespeare... uh didn't start off with happy stories or at least uh at least not too happy stories some of his tragedies had a few of the these upbeat moments where um he's using some kind of like social society uh societal views and transporting them to make them a bit problematic and it make and it looks a little uh tragic to dramatic as well so yeah again shakespeare didn't start off happy and speaking of like using societal views to to make art such a powerful voice you were actually involved in a play recently at ucr a play that i assist in dramaturg if i may add red oleanders a beautiful south asian play um that that focuses on love and humanity over industrialism and materialism again powerful can you tell us a bit of your your experience from your point of view because again as assistant dramaturg i got to see you grow as an artist but i want your your perspective like your growth your amazing ability that i got to uh, that i was blessed to see on stage Thank you so much, Gerard. So many, so many things I learned from that play. Like it's so, it was so different. I have not put on a full production like that, uh, let alone just a production since uh, 20, uh, 20, 2019, which was Henry V, we did at UCR. Uh, but as a lead, I've never, I've never been, I haven't been a lead since sophomore year of high school. And um, so seeing that was like, um, it was, it was, it was incredible. And one, I was one of, one of the few seniors involved in the production, me, you, Brandy. Uh, I can't count every senior on, on my hand, but because my memory is not that good, but um, I felt like, um, I just felt like an overseer in a way because I was seeing these uh, people who've never done theater at all step foot into our world. And it was so amazing to see it because they were, they were finding, so discovering so many things. And it was the most 
it was the most rich thing to ever watch to see someone just like, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Or just like, oh, this is how she feels, you know, or this is how it is to feel this way. This is how it is to be in this scenario or in this circumstance. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh my gosh, theater. Like the whole time I was like, this is theater. Like, and they would laugh, but I'm like so serious because theater is all about discovery in yourself or in others. Um, and it is just so cool. Um, in my personal growth, I didn't get many, as much direction as I'm used to. And um, it, it was kind of scary at first, but that just, show, it just showed uh, how the classes that I took at UCR really implemented into this final play that I did at UCR where I kind of have to give myself notes and and kind of just go for different things, different scenarios and try all different types of tactics throughout the rehearsal and even throughout performance. Even throughout performance, it was all of just having fun with your cast members, tech and crew, or tech and um, just our cast, the whole crew itself. We were all just having fun with each other. Um, so it was an amazing moment. All performances were good. Some were better than others, but they were all performances and they felt like life-changing moments with all these people because it was their first time or just because it was our last. Super, super cool, super, super cool. And to all our Red Oleanders fam who are watching this right now, Maya and I, we started theater at a young age. And because of that, we are able to identify the spark when someone has their spark moment. And for you guys, we saw it in you. And that was so beautiful too. Like, I'm going to shout people out right now. Amber, Cal, Kai, well, Kai's acted before. Um, who else? Uh, Dylan, Leslie, who I'm sure they've acted before. Uh for you guys who had your first time on stage, we saw your spark. We saw it in you, and it was beautiful. Keep, keep that spark going, please, because hearts are in the arts. It's more important than you think. It's powerful. It's, it's universal. And, yeah, about the, uh, the experience in Red Oleanders, I can't get enough of saying this enough, but getting to watch you guys grow, not just as artists, but as a theater family. Oh my goodness. That, that was just beautiful. Like that is so heartwarming. Like, and I got to say thank you to all you guys too, because as assistant dramaturg, I was part of that journey with you guys too. It was so heartwarming. It was so beautiful. Like that time I was accidentally <laughs> yanked on stage. Here's the story. I was yanked on stage during my performance of Midsummer Night's Dream. I hit the back of my head on the stage, got a concussion, and yep, it was a good memory that I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> memory anyway. Yeah, and you know what, Gerard? Like, you were part of that family just because you were there and you were present with us. Where every time we see you in the audience, you're like smiling or just like there, just like, you know, like I sat was front row face. just for you guys too. Yeah, it was a great face. You were you were a fresh face to see every time, like in rehearsals even. It was a good, it was a good moment. It was a good support system that we had from you. Any question we had in the in the report, you answered it. Pull up my laptop, just goes type, type, type. Yeah, I'll check right now. Like, you know, it was it was a great support system that we had from you. So that's why definitely this whole family of Reto was very, very great. And our director, Rena Dunt, oh, love her so much. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. 
the um, check-ins we all had with each other, the warm-ups were very, very important. That's something I did want to say about Redo. Uh, this is the first time I had a director who like had us check in every rehearsal and that's and a rehearsal we had every day you know we were with each other every day and I think that's the most important thing that's something I want to steal from her because <laughs> I felt myself grow throughout the weeks um whether it's outside rehearsals or inside rehearsals I had something to say I felt comfortable to say it to everyone so that was like my favorite part of the whole process just everyone connecting with everyone being comfortable with everyone just connection the theater connects theater inspires that's what creates theater families everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And uh, we got to shout out our professionals too. Rena Dudd, our amazing director. Uh, Dr. Arnab Banerjee, such a pleasure to work with. Uh, shout out to you, Dr. Banerjee, if you're watching this. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, um, about the uh, about the inspirational part, we got to get to that. So. Maya, as an aspiring artist and as a huge, hugely talented actress and filmmaker and writer, is there something you would like to share to our audiences, like even advices to, to, the, to the children out there who are, who are going down this path? I, I would say two things. One, it is super important to be as genuine as possible. Uh, about yourself be it everybody says be you you know be the but I think Kimberly Guerrero says it all the time be the Julius you you can be as in don't let anybody try to change you who you are don't um be fake to anyone we are in an industry where we're supposed to network or whatever just be honest and genuine and want to be there and you'll get far you know what I'm saying it's it's super important to just be present in the moment and just make sure you go for what you want to go for, which is my next point. If you love theater, keep doing it because love is a type of passion. And like we said before, passion is so important. Passion can take you so far if you stick with it and you're genuine within yourself in it. You know, um, personally, I'm not like a fan of the industry because of it's like um what's the word it's just a little toxic it, it's it's a little toxic and it it's something I don't want to be around and at first I'm like I'm just gonna take myself out of that and stay away from it but no I think by being the UES me I'm gonna stick inside of it and try to change it within from within and by that to stick to my own values my beliefs and um just keep doing what I want to do keep telling the story be there for a reason be there for the stories I want to tell instead of the people who I want to impress because the people will come later. As long as you just keep telling your story and keep relaying a message that is important to you and not important to others, I think that's the most, you'll be fine, you know, just stick to what you believe in and be passionate in it. And then everything else will come along. I think that's what I would say. Yeah. Just stick with your passion guys. It's, or stick with your passion y'all it's the most important thing because it, it not only benefits you yourself but people perspectives can change you can change somebody's life you never know never know see so, yeah, i think stay humble what... exactly stay humble yeah. and stay authentic because there's beauty in authenticity and like 
passion and is more powerful than you think. So stay humble, stay authentic, stay in doing that. You're staying golden. A no yes. to our golden fam. <laughs> All righty. Well, Maya, I got to say, oh my gosh, I really missed seeing you so much. It's good to see you again. And it was so heartwarming to have you in, in my, in my series. It's, Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Maya, for sharing your stories and sharing your inspirations and all. So yeah, Maya, thank you so much again. I really missed you. Hopefully we'll, we'll take on the professional arts world again together and we'll, we'll take it by storm the same way us and the rest of GMP did in college. Like we took over the, <laughs> the department. Alrighty. Yep. Thank you so much, Chard. I am so glad you invited me to your podcast. It's the most fun I've ever had this summer. <laughs> Just talked about the arts, you know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. I respect this a lot. I wish all the best for you and what you'll continue to do throughout your life and in in your career in the arts. It's going to be amazing. Of course. It was such a pleasure, Maya. And I wish the same for you as well and all of the artists um, out there watching and pursuing their their passions already yes. ladies and gentlemen give it one last time for maya maddox such a joy to be around can't wait for more memories and more episodes with you maya more in the future okay.